Wow. What an incredible move during musical worship. How are y'all doing this morning? I hear you, Pastor Chuchi. Oh, man. Um, Listen, I am so pumped about this year. Um, I really do feel, I was telling uh, Pastor Ellington, a bunch of other folks, like there's so much going on on the inside of me from an emotional perspective, from a visceral perspective, because... Uh, first of all, I just sense um, that God wants to do something in and through us this year. Um, and if anyone knows me, they know that I'm like scripted, right? I like, listen, I have a manuscript. I'm like always scripted. And you know, I just believe in that. That's just my method of communication. But I just want to stop before we even get into the message and say that I sense that God wants to rock us this year. I'm talking about from here all the way up there. Um, I'm talking about from here all the way up there. That the God of the universe is ready to meet us. That the God who created all of these things, sun, moon, stars, created you in an image of God in the Imago day. He's ready to rock you with his presence. And I recognize, too, um, and I'll get to my point in just a moment. I recognize, too, that uh, there are some in this room that you've never, ever experienced worship quite like North Central. Um, In that there's hands being lifted, there's prophecy being raised, there's words of encouragement from staff and faculty and students alike. And you might be saying, man, what is this? Can I encourage you, and I'll probably, I'm probably ahead of myself, can I encourage you to ask Jesus, what are you doing in me? Can, can I encourage you to ask Jesus, Jesus, what are you saying to me? Can, can I encourage you, again, this might not be your tribe, this might not be the way that you worship, but can I encourage you to say, Jesus, I give you my all. And I guarantee you that in those moments of surrender, In those moments when you say, I don't know what's happening, that's the very moment that God will meet you. That's the very moment that God will rock you. That's the very moment that you'll encounter his presence and his power in ways that you've never encountered it before. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray in these moments, in these brief moments that we have together, God, that you would indeed rock us. I'm going to be quite honest. I'm turning 40, God, and I'm pretty much tired of playing games. So, Lord, we we want your presence. We do. We we need your presence. As as a sister prophesied today, there's so much going on in our world. We don't have time to play. We we want your glory. So, Father, would you, you, Lord, explode your glory in this place? Would you meet us like only you can? In Jesus' name. Amen. So a few things I have to say to you, um, uh, Dr. Doug Graham, I'll quote him in a minute. He said, you're unique, man. There's no one quite like you. Okay, so uh, I'm going to interpret what he was saying when he told me that one uh, for all you homileticians, uh, theologians, uh, expositors, uh, those who do presentations, uh, those who are amazing communicators, uh, those who love three points in a poem. 
uh, those who love to illustrate uh, and articulate. Um, I'm going to be all over the place, all right? I'm going to, okay, this side gets it. This side right here, I'm going to be all over the place, all right? I'm telling you now. So don't email me saying Joshua was all over the place. Don't talk to your, student, your friends and say Joshua was all over the place. I'm telling you now, fellas, that I'm going to be all over the place, all right? So give me that permission. That's what that means. Um, number, number two, that also means that I'm going to probably yell at you. Um, but I'm not mad at you. See, I'm setting the tone right now because you're going to have a bunch of communicators up here. And some will communicate in different ways. I'm one of the different ways. I might yell. I might spit. You might see spit come. You, you might see it. But I'm not mad at you. I'm passionate about what Jesus is saying. All right. Uh, let's see. Number three, number three, number three. I'm from a city called Joliet. All right. Yes. Period. Period. Chicagoland stand up. And so where I'm from, we keep it really, really real. So I'm going to keep it real this morning. All right. So just just let's we got that away. We good. We good. We good. Good. All right. All right. My wife is here. and My two children, Samika, Skylar. Zachary, Samika, and I, she's been rocking with me for 15 years, y'all. To rock with me for 15 years, she deserves a standing ovation. Grateful for her. Uh, oh, I, did, I was, that's so funny. I, I was just kidding. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Zach is seven. Skylar is 10. They're both very energetic. They love people. Say hello to them. Uh, well, let, let's jump into it. You know, uh, this summer, I've just been pondering uh, this thought. And that is, why am I here? I told you I keep it real. Why am I here? Now, I'm, I'm not saying that I was ready to resign, okay? So th th that's not what I'm saying. I was asking a question, why am I here? And it was almost as if, like, every week... This summer, I kept going back to that thought and to that question, why am I here? You know, uh, two years ago, uh, my family and I, we, we left everything in Chicagoland. We left uh, what was comfortable to us. We left my parents. My mom is celebrating her 65th year uh, birthday today. Um, and she, and she is amazing. We left my parents, my dad and my mom, my wife's parents, my siblings, and a whole slew. Yes, I said it. A whole slew of nieces and nephews to come here to North Central. And, and the reason why, the reason why I came here is because of you. You standing or sitting in front of me. That's right. I came here because... God told me to serve the kingdom mission here at North Central. He told me to join in the mission of Jesus to launch out, listen to this, Holy Spirit-empowered change agents in the spaces and places Christ would call them. You see, I believe with all of my heart, shout to Doug Graham again, what my predecessor said. He said this, the world and the church of tomorrow rests in the students of today. 
Yes, it does. You are the Deborahs who have been given leadership and discernment right here and right now. You are the Joshua's from the Bible, the Joshua generation, which serves under leaders like Moses. And when your time comes, because it's coming, you will have the ability to lead in difficult situations. You are the Esthers of the Bible who have been called to live in and for the kingdom for such a time as this. You are the Timothys of today who will hear your mentor say, don't walk in fear, but walk in power and love and a sound mind. You are the sons and the daughters of Issachar. Yes, you are. You are the sons and the daughters of Issachar. And you've been called to understand the times and the seasons that we live in. You see, God has allowed my colleagues and me uh, to serve here to impart and to instruct and to bless your life. I love it because we believe that everything, that everything we do has its core and its place in spiritual formation. Yes, we do. We believe that you should be formed and shaped spiritually. That's, the, that's at the core of who we are. And you know what? Chapel is one of those spaces where we can experience God like we've been experiencing him in community. It's a time when you and I can encounter God. It's a time when we can get rocked by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's a time we can ask God to encounter us with his holiness, his love, his power, his grace. It's a time where we hear him speak a word over us that we've never heard him speak before. Now, I believe God is speaking all over this campus. I do. He's speaking in the classroom and the residence halls. He's speaking on our sports team. Shout out to the sports teams. And in the cafeteria. He's speaking in every space here at North Central. Here's the deal, though. We set aside time every day for students, staff, and faculty to be in one place together, to worship through music and the word in the sanctuary. And the reason why, the reason why we do this is because, like I said, we take the spiritual life of every person in this room seriously. We're, we're going to educate you with excellence and care. We're going to give you a top-notch academic experience. You're going to learn things that you've never known. Listen, the professors are going to blow your socks off. Yes, they are. But when it's all said and done, we want you to do this. We want you to blaze new trails. We want you to heal hurt people. We want you to work in the classroom and the courtroom. We want you to be executives in corporations and engage in professional sports. And we want you to preach the gospel both here in Minneapolis and in the world. We believe that God is doing a great thing in and through you right here and right now. And he's going to do more than what you could even ask, think, or imagine. Oh my God, okay. I feel, I feel this in my bones. I'm sorry, I feel it in my bones. But, but before we get to all the incredible things you're going to do in the present and in the future, bro Mark, the apostle Mark, 
in the Bible gives us a clue of Jesus' heart for us. Mark said, before you do something for God, you must first know God. And yeah, I'll say it again. Thank you. Before you all got uh, 45 minutes, before you do something for God, yeah, don't leave at 12 o'clock. Before you do something for God, you must know God. And the knowledge I'm talking about is not just some intellectual knowledge of God. There are a lot of people who can quote scripture, but they have no oil. Let me say that in another way. There are a lot of people who can quote scripture, but they do not know the God of the scriptures. You see, what I'm not doing here, because I hear the intellectuals, I hear them in the back of my head. I hear you. What I'm not doing here is minimizing intellectualism. Because we, again, believe in scholarship and fire. But, but what I'm talking about, though, is an experiential knowing. It's what the old saints used to say. I'm 40, so I'm big brother and little brother, too. The old saints used to say, I know that I know that I know. In other words, sister, there was something on the inside that impacted them, that went beyond the intellect. Why? Because they experienced a God who was moving in the world. And so why we shout and why we dance and why we lift up holy hands and why we speak in tongues is not because, um, because we're just doing it out of form or fashion. No, it's because we have experienced the God of the universe who's come down on us, Emmanuel, God with us, and he's filled us with this presence and power and there's something that happens on the inside of us that moves us to tears that moves us to praise that moves us to clap our hands that moves us to say something that's why we do what we do You see, at the top of Mark's concern, it's not just simply a doing for God. It is about being with God. Hmm. I love what, if I mess his name up, please forgive me. Rich Velotis says in his book, The Deeply Formed Life, he says, our most effective strategy in reaching a world for Christ is grounded in the kind of people we are being formed into. The quality of our presence is our mission. We believe here at NCU that before you do something for God in the world, again, you must know God intimately, the one who created the world. Now, the only way we're going to be quality people of the presence of God is that we spend time with Jesus. That's just the bottom line. I don't care who you are. The quality of the presence of God in your life is predicated upon your intimacy with Jesus. Mark 3.14 says this. He says, he settled on 12. Check this out, y'all. And designated them apostles, apostolos, means sent ones. The plan was that they would be with him and he would send them out to proclaim the world. Do you see that? Look at the text. Look closely at it. Do you see that? Before they're called to proclaim, to preach the word, they were called to what? Be with Jesus. And that is, again, what we want for your life. 
We want you to have a banging, robust, significant relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Out of this relationship, we want you to excel as students here. Hello, somebody. We want you to excel as students here. We want your passion for Jesus to be contagious wherever you go. When people see you, we want them to see someone so Holy Spirit-filled that they question your life. They ask, man, what is that on the inside of you, brother? What is that on the inside of you, sister? Because you're so uh, captivated by Jesus. And to get there, we believe you must spend some time with Jesus. Now we set it up here for you. We give you 50 minutes every day to be with Jesus. I'm going to say that again. We, we give you 50 minutes every day to be with Jesus. And I'm going to say it like this. We would love for all y'all, yep, all y'all to be here every single day. Now, now it's not rules. It's not rules. Uh, freshmen in 50 credits, uh, sophomores, 40 credits, juniors, 30 credits, Freshmen, uh, I'm sorry, seniors, 20 credits. So it's, there's no rules. But what I'm saying is that's the baseline. This is a baseline here. My challenge is push past your credits, push past your requirements, and push into the presence of God. You want to know why? Here's the deal. Here's the reason why I say that. Because your presence matters here. Uh, yes, it does. Your presence here is important. Why? Because here's the deal. When you're here, you will experience care and encouragement. Your, your presence here is important. Why? Because your prayers are important. We need your prayers. You bring a certain set of prayers into this room. You, your prayers can break yokes. Your prayers can heal somebody. Your we need your prayers. Christianity is not a spectator sport. We're not fans here. We're followers. We're disciples of Jesus. That's who we are. You didn't come here to cheer on Joshua. You came here to cheer on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You came here to learn more about the kingdom and his rule and reign in this world. Why don't you nudge your neighbor and say, stop being a spectator. Stop being a spectator. Now, somebody rolled their eyes like, I'm not, I'm not a spectator, please. We're not talking about you. I'm not talking about you. Your presence here is important. Why? Because your prophetic insight and wisdom are important. Your presence here is important. Why? Because your praise is important. Your songs are important. The way you praise God might be an encouragement to your peers. You might not like CCM. You might like gospel, and that's why we need you here. You might not like gospel or CCM. You might like to uh, hip to the hop to hip, and that's why we need you here. You might not like gospel or CCM or rap. You might like uh, your Christian music sounding like a little country. We got you, and that's why you need to be here. Because our praise makes the difference. And your praise matters. Oh. Now, I'm not under any illusions this morning. I know that coming here every day can quickly become lifeless and dull. I know many people who start on fire, but then what happens? They become cooked. You'll get that tomorrow. Some folk are on fire today, but they're cooked by October 21st. 
And that's why we have to tell ourselves, hear me, please, hear me. I get to gather together with God's people and I get to experience his power. That's, that's it. I get to gather together with God's people and I get to experience his power. And it's not just about being here every day either, y'all. It's about character and integrity. Oh, my God. Here we go. Here we go. Y'all got 10 minutes. All right, here we go. Give, just give me 10 minutes. Well, what do you mean, Joshua? I'm glad you asked. Most of y'all, some of y'all, not all of y'all, might get your credit requirements, but the question is, while you're here, how will you engage? Will you, will you be disconnected or connected? Will you use this time to engage the spirit or social media? Uh, uh, this is my challenge this year. Let's focus in. Let's focus in on what God is saying and what God is doing. For instance, when we come here every day, we want to experience God, right? And God loves honor. He loves when we honor people. The Bible says outdo one another in showing honor. Therefore, let me ask you, can you show honor to the guests at least? And those on the worship team, what I mean by that is, hey, I understand that, that there are classes at noon, but can we kind of set the tone this year that when it, when, when it time turns to 1140, we just don't run out of here? Because perhaps at 1141, God is speaking and you just missed a moment because you had to go get a sandwich. And that's cool. If the sandwich means that much to you, no condemnation. But sometimes I want God's spirit more than I want God's sandwich. God can always, God can always feed me bread. But sometimes I need the bread of heaven. Hello, somebody. So if I miss the bread of earth, God, if I get the bread of heaven, I am good, good, y'all. I don't need any bread from earth. If I have the bread of heaven, you can feed me, God, until I want no more. Come to chapel. Be here. Be honorable. I'm not telling you to check your brains at the door either. That's not what I'm saying. Engage your mind. But can we also look at the one who created the universe? Can we point our attention to the one thing, the God of the universe, who David said, one thing I desire, and that will I seek after, I, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord and behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. What if our hearts were so focused in on the God who created the universe that we don't have time even to worry about what's going on on stage? We discern it. We discern it with our mind, but we're not critical in the sense of talking about people. We pray for people. If they're off kilter, pray for them. If they don't resonate, well, they don't resonate with me. That song, that sermon didn't resonate. Well, why don't you pray for your neighbor? Because perhaps God is speaking to them. Perhaps. Perhaps. Let me touch on attendance really quick. Please don't pass the code. Now, some of you stole the code and you hit the road last year. Don't do that. Uh, some of you did some stealing and then you did some peeling. Don't, don't do that. Some of you would take and then escape. Don't, don't do that. If you're going to be here, be here. Be here. Why? Because God wants us together. And he wants us to live with this sense of honesty and integrity. 
If you cheat here, trust me, you'll cheat 10 years from now. See, y'all don't want to hear me today. Y'all met the nine Joshua for two years, and now I'm running into something else, uh, and you're running into something else, and you don't want to hear me today. But if you cheat now, you'll cheat later. Don't be out there getting the code and then come back at 1140 and get the code again. Come on, we see you. We just didn't confront you last year. This year, we will confront you. Graciously, somebody, be here. Do we have any guests here this morning? I hope I didn't scare you. God bless you. God bless you. Don't cheat. Because accountability is enforced here, not because uh, we want to be mean, but because we value as Pentecostals. That's who we are. Just in case you don't know, we're a Pentecostal school. So that means that we believe in being Holy Spirit filled and Holy Spirit inspired. That's who we are. That's who we are. Do we do other things as far as worship expressions? Absolutely. We do. Yes, we do. We'll have moments where we quote scripture, where we, where we sing scripture, where we, we, um, we might reflect and sit in silence in solitude. So I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is what we value as Pentecostals is the gathering. And so we have accountability set up for our value. You know, I had this, I had this workout app. I did. I had it. I had a workout app. Okay, so some of y'all, Joshua, you were bragging about you lost weight last year. Now what's happening? Last year I had a workout app, okay? It was last year. Now I like to eat. Leave me alone. And through this app, my coach would message me and download a new workout daily. It was pretty dope. When I submitted to the system, I became stronger. When I was working on my own, I did okay. But the moment a coach and a system were put in place, I got stronger. I felt better. Man, I was lifting weights. I was like, honey, look at me. Chapel attendance is the same. When you come here whenever you feel like coming, it's not taken seriously. And the essence of what we're feeling right now in these first few weeks, it dissipates. It disappears. But here here it is. When you're here, you help grow our culture. When you're passionate, you help grow our culture. You know, someone said that expectancy is the breeding ground for miracles. If you want God to move, can I ask you, can I ask you this graciously? Be here. Submit to accountability. Now, here's the deal. Give me just, uh, please, five more minutes. Many former students, staff, and faculty I talk to uh, say all the time, man, I w- I'm telling you, they say, I wish I could still experience chapel. They, they miss it because they understand the value. They understood that at any moment, God could show up. They understood the deposits and the value of being with God's people and experiencing God's power. They understood the importance of coming to the altar and being wrecked by the love of God found in Christ Jesus. They understood that at any moment God could speak to anyone in this room. And so they just couldn't leave. And they miss it so much. Because they don't get this anymore. 
And what I'm saying to you from freshmen to seniors, at some point, this is going to be over. And what I'm saying to you is, take it all in. Take it all in. Take it. Take it all in. That's why I'm I'm challenging you this year. Come every day. Well, I can't come every day. All right, cool. There are some days I won't be here either. Make it your business to try to get here. But don't just come here and be all like, you know, willy nilly with it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm doing my homework in the back. No, no, no. Come here and check in. Be in the presence of God. Well, again, Joshua, uh, what about that speaker? Well, I mean, you get up here and, and speak. How about we do that? Well, I'm, I, I have a fear of speaking. Well, stop talking about people then. How about that? Well, they're not relevant enough. Okay, well, then get the word and then make it relevant. Get your journal out and write something that's relevant. How about that? You got, you got agency of power. That's why you're here. You learn how to write and think. You think. Well, Joshua, the worship songs didn't really resonate with me this morning. Have you worshiped this morning? Okay, let me stop. I'm, I'm, let me stop. See, I'm not trying to do that. I promise you I'm not. I'm not because some of y'all are going to be mad at me. And I really do like people to like me, right? I do. Don't be mad at me. Don't send me emails. I'm forwarding it to uh, my new GA, Lindsay. She will get all the emails, all right? Don't do that to her. In closing, I want to talk to you about something that happened 50 years ago, 50 years ago, that is important, I believe, for us today. You know, Chris Woofley and Dr. Tennyson um, and Judy and a bunch of people, Tabby, there are so many people I could name, Desiree and uh, Dr. Tennant, told me about a story, shoot, Dr. Williams told me about a story here in 1972, 1972. That's 50 years ago. Now you're getting a history lesson, all right? It's your first, well, some of you all probably already taking history this week, but anyway, 1972. Now, based on this research, Chris told me that in the room you're now sitting in, students played a part in paying for the construction costs. Don't, don't trip, don't trip. I'm not, I'm not asking for money today, all right? Some of y'all are like, I ain't even finished my financial aid. Okay. I'm not talking about worshiping by giving today. My point is to provide a sneak peek into history and how that should impact our future. You see, in 1972, 50 years ago, NCU desired to have a new space to worship God. They needed $225,000. Everyone say that, $225,000. So the president at the time, President Preston Clark, appealed to alums and they contributed $130,000. Total project cost was $225,000. But students at the time encountered God. 
in what uh, in what uh, can only be described as uh, I'm sorry for lack of a better way to explain this a, a, a move. It was a move of God. It was during their spiritual emphasis week, what we call spiritual life days. They encountered Jesus. These students did. They, they worshiped God through giving. Do you have the picture, Chris? Check this out. Is it up there? Uh, these students sold TVs, stereos, guitars, bikes. Someone even sold their car. And they raised $25,000. And the whole project was completed. The students did that. Listen to this testimony from Linda Rodriguez from 1972. She says this. Can you pull that up? My heart broke right along with many of the students during Spiritual Emphasis Week as the Lord taught us an important lesson in values. It's amazing how easily we become attached to the temporary gifts of this life. But it's even more amazing to see how he reminds us of what the priorities are. Listen to the next testimony. I was alone and the Lord came in such a sweet spirit. I just broke into tears. The next testimony. I didn't even know it was in the Bible. It was the most beautiful thing I ever heard. I think it's the last one. I've never in my life seen so many young people in love with Jesus. Everywhere I look, I see Jesus. That's their testimony from 1972. My question for us 50 years later in 2022 is, what will be our testimony? Could it be that the God of the universe would come down and meet us again? Like he met them in 1972? Could it be that we say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm open. I want to be a vessel that's used by you. But most importantly, I want to be right where you are, Jesus. I want in 50 years when people look back at North Central, I want to be able to say, I've never in my life seen so many young people in love with Jesus. Everywhere I look, I see Jesus. So what would be our testimony? What would be our sacrifice? Maybe it's morning rise, 7 a.m. with Dr. Sikorsky. By the way, the first person and couple to get married in this chapel in 1973, 1974, was Pastor Gary Grogan and his wife, Papa G. He's a board member here, so he can tell us about what happened back then. So maybe it's getting up in the morning and saying, I'm going to pray at 7 a.m. By the way, you get a credit for that, but that doesn't matter. Maybe it's coming to render. 
every Wednesday. Maybe it's praise gathering. Maybe it's upper room. Maybe it's just getting in your residence halls and say, God, I want you. Let's join together and pray. We talk a lot. Let's pray together. Because here's the deal. The same God that moved in 1972 is the same. Do you believe that? Is the same God that will move in 2022. But here's the deal. It's going to take some sacrificing. Would you stand on your feet? We're going to roll. It's going to take us collectively saying, God, I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here in November when it's snowing and it's cold. I'm still going to be here because I want you. So would you lift up your hands? I just want to, man, just deputize you, anoint you, affirm you, uh, uh, pray over you that you and I will both, we'll, we'll be so passionate about the move of God that nothing will get in our way. Nothing. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we heard about what you did in 1972, 50 years ago. And we believe that the same God who opened up the heavens and poured out your spirit upon this campus is the same God that can pour out your spirit on this campus again. So, God, would you do it again? Would you do it again? Would you wreck us through speakers, through worship, in our classrooms? God, would you wreck us like never before? God, we want you. We want your presence. We want your presence, Jesus. That's all we want. When we come here, Jesus, it doesn't matter what subject it is that we're talking about. Father, would you help us to just want you? Oh, God, would you begin to even stir a fire? Not, I don't pray for manipulation. Lord, I don't want to manipulate this moment. Father, I just pray for a real encounter. Lord God, there are people I recognize under, my sound, under the sound of my voice, Lord God, who they don't know about any of, they, they're just like, what is going on? Father, I pray that you would meet them. And just as you met, Father, uh, many students who have gone before us and you met them in the balcony and in the front row and you spoke to them and you impacted them. God, would you do it again? Would you do it again, God? And I thank you. Maybe I should say thank you, God, because you are going to do it. You're doing it right now. You're moving on your behalf right now. So, Father, we give ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Would you lift up your hands and just surrender to Jesus? Come on. Just open up your mouth and give God your worship. We want you, Jesus. We want you, Jesus. Everywhere that people may look, Father, we pray that they would see Jesus in us. In the name of Jesus. 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 Now, um, we're not having fasting and prayer uh, today, but uh, there might be some leaders here who wouldn't mind praying for you. Perhaps you just need prayer this morning. And you are just starting out as a student here and you heard uh, this message and you're like, I need prayer. If that's you, 
Um, I'm just going to ask some leaders, uh, if you have time, some faculty, staff members, if you have time, if you don't, it's cool, but if you have time, uh, would you pray? And then students, if you need prayer this morning, would you just come on down? Don't even, don't even wait. Just come down. Come receive prayer. You might need encouragement today. Maybe you're going through something that I didn't even speak on. Come on. Come down and receive prayer. The Lord wants to speak to you today. Jesus, we love you. Would you lift up your hands? We bless you. We thank you for who you are. We want you more than anything. Lord, would you set this place on fire? Do it, God. Do it again, God. Set this place on fire. Let us not be the same ever again. In the name of Jesus, I pray these things. Amen and amen. Thank you all for staying. If you need prayer, Uh, Come on up and receive prayer.